0: Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke to director Catherine Ferguson about her work on Nothing Compares. Nothing Compares gives viewers an intimate look into Sinead O'Connor's life. Um, Well, I rewatched the documentary again last night, and I have to say it was just as harrowing as watching it the first time. Um, Because to be perfectly honest, I didn't know that much about Sinead. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just was absolutely floored by it. I mean, of course you kind of get like the snippets of her life um, and sort of like in, in these little like bits and pieces and pictures that sort of go around Google and whatnot. But I just, I loved what you were able to just, I just loved the story you were able to tell and sort of having it end on this sort of like, I don't know, like this, I mean, art is supposed to be exactly what she did and what she is doing and I just I thought it ended on just such a sort of a hopeful and beautiful moment while also sort of shaming what we did to her as a person so Mm -hmm. I just I I just have to first off start off by saying that
1: oh no thank you very much yes no it was a real uh, passion project of a project and um, you know for me as an Irish woman it was just so important to try and I suppose get Sinead's story across about what happened during that period and also the history of Irish. you know what Irish women have gone through (laughs) and because I think to be able to make sense of Sinead's actions you know in 1992 we had to really go right back to the origins of what of what went on in the country that spawned her so it was all a very um it's very intertwined story really isn't it
0: mm-hmm. no and I I think that's what's a, a, another aspect that's it's so beautiful is I mean you're just mirroring mirroring her life and then you're mirroring sort of Irish history in front of it and it's just it's so it it, it was just it was fascinating to me and I just I thought it was so well done in in that aspect Um, But I wanted to start out first. I mean, obviously you are Irish. And I mean, where did your sort of first exposure to Sinead come from?
1: Sure. Well, I was actually introduced to Sinead through my father, Sean, um, in the late 80s. I was still very young at that point when The Lion and the Cobra came out. But he had obviously discovered it and uh, loved it and played that album on repeat literally throughout my entire childhood we'd be driving around rainy northern ireland at the time in the late 80s and she'd just be blaring from the car speakers and it just really became like this very visceral soundtrack of my childhood and then it wasn't until the early 90s when i was a young very young teenager that um i really discovered her on my own uh, my, as as did my friends you know I think we were young Irish girls in the early 90s and we were finally able to really like see her and see how she looked and what she said and we loved how bold she was and um, how anti-establishment she was she was a perfect uh tonic for us you know young women growing up um in Ireland which was still a pretty <laughs> depressing place to be honest uh you know <laughs> Well, you know, we had the trouble still, you know, rumbling on in the north and the church was still very influential in the south. So it wasn't a great place to be a young woman. And I think just discovering someone like Sinead was, was a really critical moment for so many of us. But unfortunately, for myself and my friends, we felt as soon as we kind of found her and she became this like musical goddess for us to, you know, to look up to, was really very soon before the um, backlash against her began. So we kind of found her loved her and then witnessed this absolutely horrendous (laughs) takedown of this amazing you know woman from our island and it just made I think just the experience of that during these very formative years it just had a huge dent it created a huge dent sorry on me you know as like a young teenager and um, so really that's where all of this began (laughs) I, I I mean nothing compares you know our film really it made such. It had such an effect on me at that point that really, the the seeds were sown to actually create the project that we have.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, being an artist yourself, I mean, did what happened to her, like ever cross your mind that it could happen to you at some point in your career if you were to put out a film that, I don't know, challenged the status quo, um, or just sort of went against the grain of um of what was sort of normal or um i don't know just considered um safe i guess you could say
1: it's a good question i mean in a lot of ways i think it did the opposite <laughs> because i was so incensed and i have remained incensed you know into my adult uh years about what happened here i think it just made me want to be as bold as i could be uh and of course i've not always managed to do that but particularly even when i got to make this film I wanted to do it uh, completely, um, un- you know, in, in an untethered way. I wanted to be able to properly go for it 100%. And I felt to be able to make a film that did her even 1% justice, uh, you know, I needed to to do it in that particular way. But I think her boldness has always inspired me hugely. Um, it's just taken me a while maybe to be able to express it fully.
0: mm mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I mean, that sort of was going to guide into my next question. I mean, the doc about her is, I mean, like the doc that you created is a bit like Sinead in terms of it's questioning all of these different things in terms of, I mean, just Christianity in general, women's rights, um, the media. I mean, I mean, how was it sort of just not reliving, but just sort of Rehashing some of the these issues that you had obviously faced and um, had seen growing up,
1: it actually felt very empowering because uh, you know as a filmmaker and obviously this is my first feature doc, but as a short form uh, doc maker, you know I was starting to explore you know similar themes um, over the last ten years. So being able to actually really deep dive into my own history as an Irish woman and to really look at what's going on in my own country um just felt very liberating actually and very cathartic um yeah there wasn't I just you know I suppose I suppose there there's a certain anger to the film and I think that's really how many of us feel in Ireland you know we're, we're horrified about what's going on in the country it's got a very um you know sad history with how it's treated its women and i just think it was that anger that put the fire under me to be able to actually get this film off the ground and to be able to you know create something that is hopefully you know speaking our truth to a very wide audience to really show what's going on and then why she was so important
0: mm-hmm. and i mean what was the biggest thing that you learned that you didn't know about her um, before sort of embarking on this uh project
1: i think because i've been a lifelong fan which i have things throughout the decades there wasn't any like huge surprises there were joyful discoveries but not surprises i mean um i suppose things that i'd always knew but were really confirmed to me by doing the deep dive and you know doing like going through hundreds of hours worth of archive was two things one how funny she is she's got such a, a reverence about her and she, you know I think in quite a John Lennon John Lennon anyway she's just got this amazing sharp dry humour and I don't think people really you know give her credit for that and I suppose just seeing that play out again and again was hugely satisfying but really on a more serious note from going through all of you know the, this footage and archive was her consistency you know really I you know we are all very aware of what an amazing job the media have actually managed to do with Sinead in that they portray her as very often flippant or issue hopping non-consistent in her messaging you know they've done a brilliant job in in that rhetoric and I suppose what was so fantastic and satisfying trailing through all of this archive was just to see how consistent she actually is and how Mm. so many of the Uh, subjects and um, issues that she was speaking out about at at the time and things she deeply cared about she's just been completely consistent with her whole life (laughs) and Mm -hmm. that wasn't a surprise because in my gut I knew that but it was really satisfying to be able to just be like right there it all is you know Mm -hmm. but you know because we were privileged to be able to have the time to go through it but it, it was all there and I suppose that just really supported the thesis that, that we wanted to explore, you know, really that she is incredibly consistent and actually she's very rock solid in most things she believes in.
0: Yeah. No, I I love the, the thoughtfulness to her answers and how direct she was. I feel like Mm -hmm. whenever someone would ask her a question, it's like, she already, I mean, she had the answer already sort of formulated in her head and Mm -hmm. she, I mean, she never, she never missed the mark in terms of like, there wasn't like a stutter in her speech. I mean, she was just, she was so right on. And I just, I thought that was so interesting because for her being so young, I mean, I can only mm-hmm. ma- imagine myself at 21 years old going up <laughs> on a late night show and then being asked about something either like as dumb as like, why did you shave your head? Or like, or mm-hmm. like something in regards to, um, women's rights and she's just she's so headstrong in what she believes and she's just like you said she's so sort of constant and consistent I just I found that to be on top of just getting to learn sort of about all of the different songs and how it's sort of related to the Irish history and her own history it just it it was it was really a a nice sort of bite to the film that I, I really appreciate it
1: no, that's that's great to hear. Yeah, I mean, she was amazingly articulate. I mean, she, yeah, for a twenty-year-old, twenty-one-year-old, I 20, didn't know my arse from my elbow at that point. So I'm amazed <laughs> that she is so able to, you know, articulate and you know, hold her own with, you know, these quite heady subjects. You know, at that age, I mean, it's it's quite astonishing when you see it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, what do you hope that audiences take away from the documentary? And then, what do you hope um, that you took away from the documentary? Obviously, now being a bit removed from it, obviously it's still um, getting eyeballs on it. But I mean, mm-hmm. what do you what do you take away from it ultimately?
1: Um, well, uh, just uh, yeah, what I take away from it is I'm just honestly pinching myself that it's being received in the way that it is and that it seems to be having a very positive impact on people that say it. you know certainly audiences are rightfully furious when they leave a screening but so many people have come up and said how inspired they are and I'm really delighted that we've managed to create a project about this amazing icon that you know cuts deep because it's a, as you mentioned, it's a harrowing watch to see what she's gone through. But when you actually see what an amazing survivor she is, despite everything she's gone through, it seems to be hugely inspiring. And also, beyond that, what's been so exciting, you know, when we've been screening this film all around the world is the amount of um, flashing eyed teenagers I have coming up to me after screenings um, who are just absolutely like they're almost vibrating with excitement, you know, and galvanized because here we are presenting this incredible, bold representation um you know of this amazing woman who uh you know didn't falter and stood by everything she believed in and is still making incredible music and is having the career that she wanted not the one that you know uh, i suppose um you know the 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 mass is expected for and i just think she's a real example of a bold female survivor. And I think that's very exciting, particularly for young women to see.
0: Mm -hmm. And why did you choose to end on the song and the performance that you did?
1: Yeah, thank you for hearing me. Well, I've always just really loved Thank You For Hearing Me. To me, it's like a hymn, but what I particularly love about it is that it starts off uh, like a love song. Um, And, you know, if you sit with it to the end, there's another, massive <laughs> Sinead style boot in the face <laughs> in the final few lines of it and I just feel like it just sums up everything about her you know that paradox and you know just you know she's able to thank people and uh you know be gracious but then there's a huge stab in the heart <laughs> at the very <laughs> end of the, of the track and I just think it just epitomizes why we love Sinead.
0: Mm-hmm. And what would you say are the top three most essential Sinead songs in your mind?
1: (laughs) It's a good question. Well, look, I mean, Troy to me is just, I mean, surely one of the best songs of all time. I think Troy is phenomenal as a piece of art. What else? I I really love a song that's not very well known um, called Take Off Your Shoes. And it's very it's worth reading interviews with Sinead about that song. Um, it's written uh, as a direct um, uh, as as a message to the Vatican. (laughs) And I think it came out in 2013. It's astounding. And to me, it's like equally as powerful as Troy. So it's really worth a listen. It's a fabulous song from her 2013 album. And then a third song. Hmm. What do I like? Oh, I, I love Never Grow Old, which is this amazing, lilting uh, battle cry from her first album, The Lion and the Cobra. Um, it features in the film, um, you know, when we're in the teenage years in Dublin um, and she's uh, getting into music. And it's, I just think it's absolutely beautiful. And yeah, I've not really heard anything quite like it before. So those those be my three. I, I like the intense ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that. Um, and then final question for you. I mean, now that you sort of poured all of, I mean, your sort of teenagehood, your um, your childhood and everything into this this film. I mean, what's next for you? <laughs>
1: Well I still very much feel like I'm still very much with this film but um, I am about to start in a few weeks on a, on a new feature doc um, with Universal. Uh, I'm not able to say what it is just yet uh, but I'll be able to say in a few weeks and um, yes it's about another very famous human and uh, meanwhile I'm developing my next passion project which I'm sure will probably take at least another four years to get up and running like this one did um, and it's very much uh, looking at Ireland again.
0: So um, those are two projects that that I'm embroiled in at the minute. Thank you all for listening. This episode was edited and produced by me, Jackson Vickery. Graphics were done by Dylan Michael. And the opening and closing theme were done by Sterling Gavinsky.